0: Hey guys, it's Elaine, host of Raising Deaf Kids, where we get weekly encouragement, education, and feel empowered to raise our deaf kids as hearing parents together. So grab your coffee and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Raising Deaf Kids podcast. And I have got a solo episode for you today. At the time that I'm recording this podcast, it's October 25th and Halloween is coming up. And this is going to be the episode before Halloween. So my original thought for this episode was I was going to give you some like Halloween tips, you know, for trick-or-treating or whatever. But another story got put on my heart today. And so that's actually what I'm going to talk about. I did put some fun Halloween <laughs> music in the intro because next time I talk to you on a solo episode, is going to be November. So it's not going to be Halloween anymore. I'm actually going to talk to you about something else today. A really fun story is actually not fun, but it is kind of interesting for me to tell. Anyway, I'll just jump right into the story with you guys. So last week I attended our annual fall bash for parents of deaf and hard of hearing kids and their kids. So for just like a little bit of background information, I am one of the admins for our free parent support group in my area in North Carolina. This is a complete volunteer position because I just love working with parents and supporting parents. And so me and my co-admin planned the group's annual like fall picnic, which they do every year. And it's fun. It's at a local park. We got like Chick-fil-A. It's a really good time for parents and kids to like meet up because we do a lot of our Like meetings online, and we have like Zoom meetings because after 2020, we actually didn't go back to in-person meetings because Zoom meetings were actually like more accessible for parents to be able to get on. So a lot of what we do is online support. So being able to meet up and see everyone in person who you talk with online all the time is like oh my gosh, so fun! Like you are a real person, (laughs) and your kids are real people, and there you are. So it was really, really fun. And one of the special things that we get to do in our area is we have a group of volunteers called Deaf and Hard of Hearing Heroes. And so they are completely volunteered. They aren't paid. They are deaf. And some of them are deaf and wear cochlear implants. They're deaf adults. Some use sign language. Some don't use sign language. Some use hearing aids. There is a wide variety of adults from the deaf community because we have a wide variety of parents and kids who use different types of communication in our area, different AIDS, not AIDS, cochlears, Baja's. And so we like to try to get our deaf and hard of hearing heroes to represent, you know, who is like out in the community and show parents and kids that they're interacting with, that there is, you know, more than one way to be deaf. Deaf is a spectrum, you you know, and Deaf adults come in many forms, basically. And so the heroes are fantastic. And so we were able to get three of them at our fall picnic, which was great. And it was so fun interacting with the kids. They have these little, like, trading cards that have their name. And they've all come up with, like, a fun name for themselves, going with kind of, like, the superhero theme. And, you know, they have, like, their stats on the back of it of, like, you know, what they like to do like where they're from just kind of like interesting facts and the kids can get the trading cards and you know like collect them which is kind of a fun representation in the home um, that kids get to have of like other deaf adults because they may or may not have another deaf adult you know at like in their home so you know one of the deaf and hard of hearing heroes at our picnic is deaf and she uses American Sign Language to communicate. And so we, you know, had interpreters there, you know, to interpret with us. And you know, so I wanted to, you know, meet the Stephen and Hard Hearing Hero. And I'm gonna be honest, I was really nervous at first. And she was fantastic. She was so nice and so welcoming. But I was nervous because of the language barrier and because I had never interacted before this picnic with a deaf adult who signed, like who couldn't also, you know, like communicate in speech. And I I was not honestly sure of the etiquette. You know, I had heard, you know, look at the adult, like don't look at the interpreter when we're you're talking the interpreter is just there to like voice and to do the language, but you're having the conversation between you and the adult. Okay. So I got that. So I was able to do that, but let me tell you guys just about how I like totally mess, mess up a lot of this. So I tend to like talk with my hands a lot, which I feel like a lot of people do. And you can't see this if you're listening to this on you know, it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts. But if you go to my YouTube channel at Elaine Jacobs, which i will you the link in the show notes, you can see the video. So you can like see my hands right now and what I'm doing. So go to the video if you want to like see my hands. But so while I was talking to the deaf adult who only uses sign language, I kept accidentally moving my hands and like, I'm not signing. <laughs> I'm moving my hands because I'm not fluent in sign language we use individual signs right now and we're building on to communicate with my son but I I do not know like the full language of sign language I don't know how to like put it all together I don't know it so I'm just like waving my hands around because I'm a little bit nervous I'm also trying to like make sure my kids aren't running away and keeping an eye on them because I it was just me and my three kids <laughs> there with everybody else And so I kept like waving my hands around and like when I started doing it, I would see out of the corner of my eye, the interpreter like hold her hands and stop because like I realized like it's too many hands, right? Because the deaf person is like looking at our hands to communicate and she can't look at mine and the interpreters. But my problem was that I was not actually signing. So like, I am just like waving my hands around and talking. and then you know the interpreter would just like stop her hands and then in my mind I'd be like oh darn it like I messed that up again like why do I keep messing this up why do I keep feeling like weird about this because the deaf adult who was there was fantastic and so warm, warm and welcoming and we had a great conversation it was just not In a way that I'm used to having a conversation, because I'm used to having a conversation verbally. So this was the first time that I was having a conversation, not verbally, and having to rely on someone else. And I literally, like in my head, not out loud, I was like, I'm confusing them. Like I knew what I knew what I was doing as soon as it was happening. I was like, I'm waving my hands around like a mad woman, talking and explaining stuff, and the interpreter stopping because it's too many hands. I literally had to like clasp my hands together like this and talk there so that they didn't like wave around and confuse everybody or I had to like tuck my arms across my chest just to like hold them there so I wouldn't you know try to like talk and gesture with my hands which also was weird because then like when you're sitting here with your arms crossed it feels like really standoffish we got through the conversation I'm not sure that she noticed I think the deaf adult is most likely really used to it is really used to interacting with the hearing community and understanding that the hearing community may not always understand how to interact with a deaf adult if it's their first time which is why that they are at the picnic to bring awareness to deaf community so yeah we got through it and she was fantastic and I had a really big learning lesson that day you know and One of the lessons that I learned was how to communicate with a deaf adult who has an interpreter and to not wave my hands around. That was number one. Number two, I had a really interesting time of just recognizing that I was really uncomfortable, but it being okay. And I'm going to be honest. I sat there and I kind of felt the discomfort a little bit, not in a judging way or like a weird way, just in an observant way in a way that's like, this is something new. It's something I've never done before. And I'm really uncomfortable doing it. I feel kind of ridiculous because I am like the admin of this group and I taught the parents online and I'm supposed to be this like great parent support, which I am. But like in my mind, I was like, I'm supposed to be a little bit more aware than maybe other parents. I am supposed to know a little bit more, because I'm doing the leading. And yet I made this like really dumb mistake, like talking to this deaf adult for the first time, you know, and I thought about it. And I was just like, one of my takeaways from this experience was that I'm just never going to get it right 100% of the time. And that's the first takeaway that I want you to take away from this episode and from this story too, is that you are not going to get it right. A hundred percent of the time, you may not get it right ever. We are always learning. We are always growing. Even me, who I feel like I have a good amount of awareness and I really try and I really try to like educate myself and talk to people and talk to other parents. And now I'm educating parents. I still mess it up too, especially when I'm doing it for the first time. And I just want to leave space for the fact that you're gonna mess it up too. And I want to go ahead and call out that elephant in the room that you're gonna get it wrong too a lot. And that is okay. You are learning, you are growing. You're gonna get it wrong the first couple of times, but then you're gonna learn and then you're gonna get it right. The second takeaway that I had from this experience and that I want you to be able to take away from this is trying something for the first time is really uncomfortable. (laughs) And, you know, probably as, you know, parents of deaf and hard of hearing kids or, you know, um, parents of special needs kids, we're probably used to being uncomfortable because pretty much Our entire life with our kids at this point has been uncomfortable, right? We've had to navigate new diagnosis, which is uncomfortable and even scary because you don't know what the diagnosis is at first. We've had to navigate, you know, advocating medically for our kids, advocating for services for our kids in school with speech therapists, you know whoever else, that's uncomfortable when you do it for the first time. And even stepping into the role that you're kind of thrust into of now, like, I have to be the leader of my kid's diagnosis. And now I have to like, be the specialist and educate uh, the other specialists that I'm trying to talk to about it is really uncomfortable too. But I want to encourage you to sit in the discomfort a little bit and do not judge yourself. Okay? Because everybody's uncomfortable with something, everybody's doing something wrong. It's fine. I just want you to sit and observe why you're uncomfortable, like the what the situation is and how we can learn from this experience to make it a little bit more comfortable next time. And I promise if you just do the uncomfortable thing and just go through it because the only way out is through. And that's true of literally anything. You you can't take shortcuts around life. You can't take shortcuts around feelings. People try to all the time, we try to all the time and it ends up messing up things more <laughs> than if you just like go through it and experience the feelings and, you know, experience the stuff and then learn learn from it and then you move through it faster, right? Ignoring the feelings or trying to stuff them only prolongs the discomfort and prolongs like the situation around it. So you're going to do a lot of uncomfortable things in your life, <laughs> Advocating for your kids in school is uncomfortable. You know, being around the deaf community for the first time is uncomfortable for you if you're a hearing person and you don't know the culture, you don't know, you know, the norms. It's going to be really uncomfortable, but I challenge you to just observe the discomfort and to keep telling yourself that you're learning, you're growing surround yourself with people who are caring and who will understand and support you and will give you space to make those mistakes and say it's okay but like this is what you know you need to do better and then you learn from it and the next time it's not so uncomfortable but you've got to go through the uncomfortable thing to be able to get better at it and the third takeaway that i Wanted to give from this episode is don't let social media make you feel inadequate. Now, I know, like, where does social media come in? Because I'm talking about an in person event that I did. Well, I see a lot of parents, and I kind of see this too in myself um, about social media accounts making you, quote, feel bad or, quote, feel guilty for what I mean, whatever. Insert the thing, right? Because social media is really good at making us feel inadequate and making us feel bad about ourselves and making us feel guilty about ourselves for literally no reason. You know, and what I see a lot is it makes parents feel like guilty for not learning sign language or gives parents like mixed messages about learning sign language. Do their kids need to learn sign language? Well, if your kids have hearing aids or cochlear implants, I'm going to actually do an episode on this and like my thoughts of learning sign language and all the nuances because it is nuanced but I just challenge you when you go on social media and you're seeing like these reels pop up about you need to do this with a child you need to do this you need to do that I would take a look at the account and see like what their objective is so this is all like a marketing thing So as I've been going along in business, one thing that I have like studied and learned about is, you know, social media marketing and just like marketing online in general. And when people are doing reels or, you know, the little squares on Instagram, they have like two seconds to capture your attention. So what they're going to do is they're going to put the most polarizing message on there. And this is intentional because. They know that a polarizing message, whether or not you agree or disagree, is going to make you stop, is going to make you go over to their account and engage with them. Whether you say that you agree and you're like, yeah, that's me, I totally agree. Or whether you disagree and you're like, no, this is wrong. Either way, somehow you feel the compulsion to go over there and start commenting and that's like what they want. They don't even care if it's good or bad because it's engagement and even if you don't agree and you're writing a comment I disagree that is still helping their account because that is still engagement and the Instagram social media platform sees that as engagement and boost up their reels and all their content even more okay so they're doing this on purpose they're making their content polarizing to grab your attention and to get you to engage either way because it pushes up their content and no matter how you engage, positive or negative, it still helps their account. Okay, so I just wanted to make let you understand a little bit about the marketing behind this and what people are actually doing, you know, when they're posting these things on social media and to not let it affect your ability to parent and your ability to make decisions for your child because it's all a marketing scheme. And it says nothing about the choices that you're making for your child. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today. You know, this is like my first real solo episode with you guys. So I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry, it did not end up being Halloween tips and tricks, although I could do that if you want me to. But I felt like this conversation, you know, about you know, moving through the discomfort, not making outside sources like social media make you feel inadequate for no reason. And the fact that you can just lay down, I'm giving you permission to lay down, getting anything right 100% of the time, anything in parenting, anything in understanding deaf culture, deaf awareness, you're going to learn it little by little. And some things you're always going to get wrong. And I just want to give you permission to just put it down and just say, I'm learning and growing every day. and I'm doing the best I can. And that's all that you can do. So another announcement I want to make is that I'm opening some spots for my parent coaching. So I do um, some parent coaching as well. And I just love connecting with parents. That's One of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is I love connecting with other people. I really love supporting other parents in their journey with their um, special needs child or their deaf and hard of hearing child. And one thing that I am really good at personally with my kids is advocating for them. And so some of the things that I can help coach you on is the IEP process and advocating through that and navigating through the IEP process with your child. I can help you in advocating for the medical needs for your child. If you need help advocating or putting together an advocacy plan for, you know, any of the medical professionals, or even if you want to put together like a communication plan for your child and talk with like your speech therapist and or your audiologist, I can help you advocate, you know, how you would like to see your child communicate and what speech therapy looks like. You know, or even if you need a plan for like next steps for something, next steps for like surgery, if you need a wellness plan for yourself, that's something that I've successfully put together for myself to help with my like wellness and mental health and mental well being so that I can show up better for my kids and so that I can advocate for my kids. Like, that's the basis of my daily routine and weekly routine and then that helps me have more energy for my kids and show up and have more clarity to be able to help them too. So I'm going to put the calendar link into the show notes and you can sign up for a 15-minute totally free clarity call where we can talk for 15 minutes about what you think you want help with and then we can talk about how to move on from there or if you want to move on from there. So the calendar link will be in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for showing up today for this episode. I really hope that it helped you, that it helped, you know, bless you and give you some encouragement about laying down things that. You can lay down and things that you don't need to carry, and especially the worry of having to get everything right in this space all the time because you're just not going to. So I hope my story about completely getting it wrong with the, the ASL interpreter helped you to also realize that I'm just like you, and I'm getting it wrong a lot too, but I'm also learning and growing from that. If you are loving this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it so that you never miss an episode. Also, please rate and review this podcast if you have a second because it just helps push us up a little bit into the podcast algorithm and helps more parents be able to find the show. If you know another parent who could really benefit from this episode, who needed to hear this message today... If you could just share this podcast episode with them, that would be great. So once again, more parents can get the encouragement. I hope you have a fun and safe Halloween. And I will see you on Tuesday with another guest interview.